0: So, Ben, um, hello, church.
1: Yes, hello. So and ben, hello, Matt. Thank
0: you. So, Ben, I was, I was reading a book this morning. I started a book this morning. I've been meaning to read for years. and
1: I've got so many of those.
0: Well, I have. Um, I don't have all this time now, but I am trying to be more disciplined in my reading.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's part of my self-care. Yeah. It's the way I'm treating myself.
1: Mm-hmm. Treat yourself.
0: And I started reading this book called The Patient Ferment of yes. the Early Church yes, by a guy named Alan Kreider. The Improbable Rise of Christianity in the Roman Empire, it's about how did Christianity become such a worldwide force in the early church? Yes. And there's been other books written about this, um, but he mentions four things that he's bringing out in this book that other people haven't talked about, and as I read them this morning, Mm. I was deeply encouraged, because I feel like we have made these a priority at the table, Mm. but I... But it's not like been an intentional modeling or patterning off the early church. It's just been something that Hmm. maybe has bubbled up from our convictions, our life, our our reading of scripture. And
1: who knows, maybe even from the leading of the Holy Spirit.
0: Maybe even the Holy Spirit is superintending this for us. So I just want to name these for us because Alan does. and
1: And these are aspects, just to be clear, these are aspects of the early church that he's writing about that he is claiming contributed to their... To their um, growth and, and thriving, and faithfulness and thriving, and faithfulness and flourishing yeah. in the uh, in the early world. Yeah. yeah. So the
0: first is, um, he says that the first aspect of the early church that led to their thriving is patience. What does that mean? <sighs> Christian writers called patience the highest virtue, the greatest mm-hmm. of all virtues, the virtue that was peculiarly 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 Christian. Hmm. and early Christians wrote three treatises on patience patience wasn't a virtue to Rome yeah but it was to Christians what they mean by that is um, they it was not controlling events not yeah. anxious or in a hurry and never using force yes to achieve a desired end
1: yeah so patience for them was connected to their their conviction about Lack of violence, lack of coercion,
0: and trusting God and God saying, "God is working." And saying, "My anxiety or uh, my desire to make something happen, to push something through, to get things going, is not coming from trust. It's coming from self-willfulness." Yes,
1: and we can trust that God's at work, God's present at work, so we can afford to be patient yes. in this situation that brings us anxiety and yes. tension. Yes, yes, and Beautiful.
0: so and so when we talk about our church, uh, maybe maybe we'll talk about our church after I name the fourth. Okay, so patience is is first. The second is uh, what he calls habitus.
1: H-A-B-I-T-U-S. That's it. Habitus. I believe
0: is uh, Latin, right? I think so. And he calls it reflexive bodily behavior. Um, He says the Christian sources rarely indicate that the early Christians grew in numbers because they won arguments. Mm. Instead, they grew because their habitual behavior rooted in patience was distinctive and intriguing. Their habitus enabled them to address intractable problems that ordinary people faced in ways that offered hope.
1: Wow. So it wasn't that they had the best ideas and they had the best way to convince people of those ideas. It was they had a way of life, a reflexive, habitual way of life that was intriguing and offered hope to people who looked at it and said, that's weird Outsiders and also seems good.
0: Outsiders said... The Christians know how to be human better than we do.
1: Yeah. What is what is it about what they're doing?
0: Yeah. And he goes on to argue, actually, that was their dominant evangelism. Their yeah. dominant evangelism was being a community of hope and of, of love and, and faith yeah. and letting other people be curious about it. Yeah. Okay, And num- then,
1: they, then they could talk about the creeds. Yeah. Number yeah.
0: three. Um, the third thing that he points out is catechesis and worship. Hmm. They emphasized the careful formation and teaching in preparation for baptism, that's catechesis, the Christians were vastly more serious about catechesis than than were the members of other religions of their time. Hmm. They believed that impatient habits were deeply ingrained in people who were raised in Greco-Roman societies.
1: Hmm. And if
0: people were to develop patient reflexes, they needed time, the friendship of mentors, and the opportunity to grow in patient ways of living hmm. that were normal for Christians.
1: Hmm. That's beautiful. It recognizes, number one, this doesn't change overnight for people. Habits take a while to change. And also the graciousness there of realizing people need to be like, they need to walk with mentors and teachers and people who, people who know how to live in this new way. There's a training involved. There's a training involved where you, you learn to uh, apply teaching kind of to your actual everyday life with somebody who's walking alongside you.
0: Yes. And then, and then the fourth um, is ferment. And he says, um, he says, this is a metaphor I use to describe the way their patient growth occurred. It operated reticently by what theologian Origen called God's, quote, invisible power. It was not susceptible to human control, hmm. and its pace could not be sped up. Hmm. But in the ferment, there was a bubbling energy, a bottom-up inner life that had immense potential.
1: Hmm. So that's connected to patience then as well. Yeah, it I'm,
0: seems like it. Like the, like you do these, if you align yourself and open yourself and posture yourself in mm-hmm. faithful ways, like the outcomes yeah. and the goals yeah. and the growth mm-hmm. and all the things we focus on, that will happen. Yes. It will come up. And it's not something you control, that you manage, that yeah. you program or schedule. It it actually is a re, it's a consequence mm-hmm. of you putting yourself in the way of God's power.
1: Yes, yeah. You can't speed it up. I'm reminded of uh, my my brother in law um, used to be really into brewing beer, and he uh, he taught me a couple things about it. Um, but you know, once once you put the yeast into the uh, the wart they call it, mm-hmm. um, like there's nothing to do except just wait wait for the yeast to do its work. You yeah. just have to let leave it there for, I can't remember how long, maybe it's like a couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah. Um, something like that. You just have to let it sit there and do its work. And there's not much that you can do. Right. I'm reminded too of the parable of the farmer. It's one of my favorite, it's like a two sentence parable that Jesus says, but he says the kingdom of God is like, and I'm paraphrasing, but you know, it's like a farmer who plants his seed and then, then what does he do? He kind of takes a nap and <laughs> fixes his tractor and <laughs> just waits around for the soil to do its work. Is you it? know what I mean? So, Anyway, that's pretty much what he said. It's a paraphrase. I <laughs> pretty. Yeah.
0: So anyway, I, the, the four characteristics, patience and habitus or these embodied behavior that's, mm-hmm. that you have to train into, catechesis and worship. So the Eucharist is part of that. Mm-hmm. And then ferment. I just am struck by like, that, that's essentially, those are essentially governing values that yeah. decided how we planted our church. Yeah. When I tell people that we spent three and a half years under 50 people yeah. And just did very basic, simple things to help us become a kind of people who could who could reconcile, Yeah, who could know the things that make for peace, mm-hmm. who could know how to declare good news, who could stop controlling other people and myself and my kids and everything around me and trying to make things... Like, we, we had to learn that way of life. Mm-hmm. And then as I reflect back on just some of the most beautiful moments for me, encouraging moments for me, is when people encounter our community, and this has nothing to do with, not encountering me, they're encountering people in our community, and they're saying, I want what these people have. Mm-hmm. And and that's like, I don't know, I just feel like a church, I was deeply encouraged by that today. Yes. I feel like we are, um, I think we're set up to endure whatever long, difficult, arduous season that COVID-19 brings us. Yeah. Um you know, early Christians were led to the lions and were crucified and were drugged from their homes. And, you know, we're praying actively that, um, that kind of tragedy and devastation doesn't happen in our world and even to our church and the people we love. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think we have the culture and the character to endure whatever hardships we face.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm deeply encouraged by it as well. And, um, deeply encouraged by, uh, your participation in the life that we're uh, living together, so in the midst of uh, you know what we have to do right now, uh, which thank goodness for the technology that allows us to connect with each other in the ways that we uh, that we can and seem responsible and faithful right now. But um, yes, let's keep uh, let's keep going even so, even in this new season.
0: So let's endure this season with patience. Amen. And let's trust that God is fermenting in the midst of this yeah. something beautiful that will be revealed, bubble mm-hmm. up, not in, not in ways we can predict or schedule, but, right. you know, according to his good timing, yeah. and that these habits, these embodied habits of proclaiming good news and telling on ourselves and, and practicing grace and truth and being compassionately curious, that all these things uh, formed and trained through our catechesis and our worship, that they, we can offer these to the world. to be for their sake in this time. Mm. So friends, trust that God who's began a good work in you will bring it to completion in Christ Jesus.
1: Amen.